This is the Idea Time Show, Idea Time Show with Dr. Joe North, helping facilitators expand their creativity, confidence, and impact through the power of innovation in action. Gain confidence as a facilitator, confidence with the technology, and confidence with your content and event design. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies and interviews that will accelerate your personal and business success. And now, here's your host, Dr. Joe North. Hello and welcome to today's live show. It's all about how to be a great facilitator. I'm really pleased you've joined me. We're going to talk about some of the things that I've learned from facilitating literally thousands of people, both online and in person. So those secret ingredients that you can use to really level up your facilitation skills and your impact, your creativity. Maybe you're starting out with facilitation or maybe you've been doing it for a little while and you're thinking, well, how do I level up? How do I have more creativity and impact and really get the most for my delegates, for my clients, uh, and also to feel really good about the facilitation too. So this is all about how to be a great facilitator and these things apply whether you're working to facilitate virtual, in-person or hybrid meetings, sprints and workshops. In this session, I'm actually going to cover some of the key questions that I get asked and some of the things that really come up time and time again when I'm training people either to facilitate as new facilitators or to uh, improve existing facilitation skills. Sometimes people have been facilitating for a while and they're thinking, you know, there are just a few things that aren't working. And why is that? Why are those things not working? What can I do about it? So I'm going to cover some of those as well. So let's start off with the question, what is a great facilitator? What do you think a great facilitator is? Well, for me, it's someone who is really leading the room, creating a process that delivers results and bringing people together. So really harnessing the collective creativity and wisdom and experience and energy of everybody in the room to deliver the objectives. They do that by being present, making it an experience for the delegates, so a good experience all the way through. Now, that doesn't mean that sometimes it isn't challenging, because a bit of challenge can be a good thing, but helping the delegates through that challenge, because actually sometimes when delegates emerge on the other side, that feels wonderful, and the results can be absolutely stunning too. So, great facilitator, it's about leadership, but without leading directly. It's about creating a process that is structured enough but also flexible for delegates to do their work and then you achieve the desired outcome at the end of it. So that is what a great facilitator means to me and I'd love to know your definitions too because it's not just about the task, it's also about the experience and a great facilitator delivers on both fronts. So the first thing that I think is important to be a great facilitator is emotional intelligence. And if you've watched my other videos and listened to my podcasts and looked at my resources, you will see I've blogged about this. You will see that emotional intelligence is absolutely the golden thread that runs through everything to do with great facilitation. 
And by emotional intelligence, what I mean is the ability to really check in with how we're feeling and make sure that how we're feeling is leading to, you know, great actions, decisions, behaviours, connection, communication, proper listening skills, and that we get ourselves into a really good place so that we're in the moment, we're present, we're focused, we're intentional, we're sort of relaxed and in that state of flow because we are managing ourselves as the facilitator and where we are, meaning that we can then listen better, connect better and influence not just individuals but also the group to get the most from the process and to get the most from the experience and achieve the task in hand. Emotional intelligence is key. One of the key um, ingredients of emotional intelligence is, is empathy, the ability to appreciate other people's points of view, to value all contributions and to do so non-judgmentally and put ourselves in, in other people's shoes and great facilitators appreciate all points of view. They're not judgmental. There's not you know, a view that they think is right or wrong. And they create space for all of those views. They create psychological safety. And what psychological safety means is that people feel they're in an environment where they can share their ideas, they can challenge, they can say what they think and speak out and that their opinions and point of view will be valued for sure. Emotional intelligence is the number one ingredient. We need it. Sometimes there are difficult or sensitive issues and we need it to make sure that we tread the right path and we lead delegates in a way through that that's psychologically safe as well. We need emotional intelligence to be a great facilitator as well when we're bringing people together who haven't worked with each other for a while or they could just be a really fresh team and they're starting to build their connection. We need emotional intelligence to read the room, whether it's a virtual room whether it's a physical room or whether we've got people in a virtual room and a physical room, we need emotional intelligence to really intuit and observe where people are at and make decisions around what we do with that and how we manage that. And also emotional intelligence to know how we are ourselves in the process, to sort of be, in a way, working from our creative subconscious but also very self-aware at the same time so very deliberate but also very relaxed and have that really nice balance which takes quite a sophisticated level of emotional intelligence I would suggest. Emotional intelligence is the number one thing and it runs throughout everything that we do. How we interact with the client, whether that could be an internal or an external client, but how we interact with the client in really getting to you know, the bottom of the brief and understanding the brief to our design, emotionally intelligent design. And then of course, um, when we're actually with people um, on our feet, doing our thing as a facilitator, when we're in front of them and we're working with them. The second key ingredient really for how to be a great facilitator is to be ready for anything. And again, it seems to be sort of a series of paradoxes here, but they're not paradoxes. They're complementary things. They seem opposite, but actually they go together really well. So with emotional intelligence, I was talking about using creative subconscious and also being deliberate. And it's very similar with being ready for anything because it is so important to go in prepared and with a plan into any session and to have a number of contingencies and different options 
if things you think things might go one way or the other, then plan for, for things that you feasibly think might happen. So planning is important, but also we need to be super flexible. And sometimes it's important just to put the plan aside. It could be for the rest of the session. It could be for part of a session because the delegates need to go somewhere else with something in order to get the results. So be ready for anything. Be, be prepared to think on your feet. Stick to your plan, but don't be wedded to the plan. Be flexible. Move with it. And again, the emotional intelligence will help you navigate your way through all of that. And lead a great process to hit your objectives. So it's the job of a great facilitator to design a process that will achieve the outcomes. And the process needs to be structured and you know, step by step and considered really thoughtfully with all sorts of different activities and different textures and levels of energy all the way through so that uh, the process feels good from a delegate perspective and it's got to achieve the outcome at the end. Lead that process, lead people through it. One of the things I see with with rookie facilitators or less uh, confident facilitators or facilitators who haven't planned too well, if they are underconfident about what they're doing or they're not clear about where they're going with something, the delegates will start to say, why don't we do this? Shouldn't we do that? The delegates will try and take over the facilitation. And I have observed that when other people have been facilitating and I've been a delegate. This is about actually having some strength and being confident, again, being prepared and making sure you are actually leading people through that process. You're not telling them what the answers are. You're not coming up with the outputs, but you are making sure that they're working with the process and they're following the flow that will get them to the end result. And sometimes, you know, as long as people are working within the broad parameters of the process, I'm happy. It's not about them being, you know, completely compliant to every little detail that you're asking them to do, as long as the shape of it is okay. But do lead people and be proactive about that leadership and check in with people without overchecking. So it's important to observe and see how people are doing, but to over-facilitate, to, you know, sometimes facilitators feel like they're a spare part while the groups are working on something. And if they're working on something really happily and they're doing what they need to be doing and it's all moving forward, get out of their way. It's okay for you to step back for a while and let them do their thing and don't get in the way of great progress. That's all part of leading a great process to hit the session objectives. And what a great facilitator is also magnificent at is generating collective energy. So energy, you know, is is one of those things, it's infectious. If you are energetic, if you are positive, if you're enthusiastic and you're meaning it, you know, it's got to be authentic, then people pick up on that and people enjoy being led by you. Sometimes your energy, you might need to be a bit calmer. Maybe you need to be a bit more thoughtful because you need your delegates to be calmer and thoughtful at that time. So you can actually lead the energy of the room through what you do. You, you sort of set the tone and the style and the pace of where you need people to be. And it is a journey. There are times where people need to be really highly energized and working quickly and in and out and moving around quite rapidly. And then maybe something needs some really thoughtful reflection 
and then you might change the tone your energy your body language and subconsciously the people in the room follow that as well sometimes it might be fun sometimes it might be serious so really generating the energy that you need at that time through being mindful and present and intentional about what you're doing whilst also being authentic and relaxed so great facilitators generate collective energy and it's really quite a privilege and responsibility uh, to be able to to do that and I think it's it's wonderful seeing people have you know a great experience and achieve things together by you really helping them to set the scene and they pick up on your energy because you're leading them through that process. Great facilitators combine strength and warmth. We need strength because we need strength to lead. We need to keep people on task to time intervening if a conversation goes off at a tangent or if somebody's over talking we need to be able to intervene and manage all of those things so that strength that assertiveness is important an appropriate level of assertiveness Um, but warmth is important too we know that delegates do better and enjoy sessions when they find that they've got some rapport with a facilitator. There's a likability, there's a connection, there's a mutual respect. We're all in it together. So warmth is really important too. And actually showing that you care about the experience, you care about them and you value everybody's contribution. But what we need to do is dial up strength and dial up warmth you know, and get the right balance for any situation. So there might be times, for example, where I'm facilitating and I really need people to be on time. And I'll be very clear about that. And I'll say, please be back at this time with this thing. And it's a super clear instruction. It's still said nicely, but it's very clear by my tone that this is an important thing and I need them to be back on time. But the warmth is about engagement, appreciation, recognizing everybody's contribution, being non-judgmental. And that combination, we know, actually, they're the two ingredients that when you put them together, create something that we call uh, charisma, that magic ingredient. So psychologists have found that the right balance of strength and warmth creates that charismatic impact and presence. So, and that is going to help us through the session as well and to deliver for people. So get confident about what you're doing, really think about the service that you're providing and the experience you're creating and put all of that together and really go for it. And finally, just add you. You know, you are the magic ingredient in all of this. So bring yourself, be yourself, be you. You know, don't try and be anybody else. Don't try and do things the way another facilitator does them or just use your style, lean into um, the authentic you because people will enjoy that. And it's better to be you than a poor copy of somebody else. So find your style. In fact, I've got a whole free program for you on how to find and develop your authentic signature facilitation style. You can find it on the bigbangpartnership.co.uk website. There's a whole blog there with all the videos um, and a playbook that you can download as well, a workbook that you can work through. So just add you, you do you, be distinctive, be memorable for the right reasons. Think about what your brand is, your personal presence, and bring that to the room and be consistent with bringing that. And, and that's how you'll create your facilitator brand, your personal facilitation brand. And every great facilitator is known for who they are, what they do, and, and how they do things.
So when we put this together, we have at the heart of it is you, your authentic self, your personal brand, your facilitation style, which is really powered by fantastic emotional intelligence, really tuned in, really honing in on what you're doing. You're ready for anything. You're generating the energy that you need in that moment at that time, different energy throughout the sessions, leading with strength and warmth and effectively taking people through all sorts of processes and activities and different things that you've designed. You've designed a beautiful process to achieve the objectives of the event and everyone wins. So I hope that's helpful for you. I hope that's helped you think about where might you be stronger? Where might you have some more work to do? Do check out the, the free resource that I've said. You'll find that at bigbangpartnership.co.uk slash resources. So I hope you enjoy those. I'd love to hear from you in terms of anything you think I've missed or you would add or any questions you've got at all to help you level up your creativity, impact and influence as a facilitator. So thank you very much for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time Show, brought to you by Dr. Joe North. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and access more completely free resources at bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. We'll see you next time.